Hello and welcome, I'm Matt James from Jack Gymnastics and I thought it would be a good idea to record some short kind of podcasts slash videos, whatever you want to call them, um, and talk about some topics that I think you might find useful. Um, well, at least I hope uh, some of you will find useful. So this is early days and to begin with the editing is going to be pretty basic um, and it's pretty much just gonna be me talking into the camera for 10 minutes. Um, so I'll let you be the judge or not on whether that's interesting. Um, and then we'll see how things go over time and hopefully with your feedback, we can turn this into a bit of a better product. Um, so if you do have any topics you'd like me to talk about or even just questions that you'd like answered, please do send them into our Instagram page, which is Jack Gymnastics, or email them across to info at jackgymnastics.com. Okay, so now I've got that out of the way, let's get onto something hopefully a bit more interesting. So for this first podcast, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about getting started in gymnastics. So really anyone who is a beginner or for coaches who have clients who are just getting started. Um, this is aimed more towards CrossFit athletes because over the last several years, that's kind of been my speciality. Um, but I do think that these points apply to any type of bodyweight training, whether that be calisthenics, gymnastics, whatever it is. So point number one is to manage your expectations. Um, of how quickly you can progress. I know that's probably not what you want to hear and I don't want this to come across negative um, because that is absolutely not the, the intent here. Um, and some people are lucky. You know, they have the right sporting background or the right genetics or whatever it is and they, they actually progress pretty fast. But from my experience, and that's some both my own personal experience and my training, um, and from having worked with many different athletes and, and probably many of you listening um, to this podcast or video, um, you do start to pick up on common themes. And one of those themes is that we tend to underestimate what we can achieve in the long term, but we overestimate what we can achieve in the short term. And actually, I think in the short term, it's better for us to set more realistic, achievable goals because it keeps you motivated and it improves your confidence over time. So every time you hit and achieve one of those small goals, you gradually build and build on your confidence and your motivation. Uh, and that helps to keep you on track. Um, so if we look at the opposite, if we overestimate and then we don't achieve, right, it can be really disappointing. It can be demotivating. And then often that just leads to people simply quitting and giving up on their long-term goals. So to be clear, I'm, I'm all for setting big long-term goals. You know, if you want to do 30 unbroken keeping wing muscle-ups, um, then absolutely go for it. Uh, I think that's a great idea. But have a plan and set realistic, smaller, short-term goals to get there. You know, aiming for 30 reps in the long term, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, perfectly fine. But aiming to do five reps in the first month when you can't currently do any is unrealistic. So some of these points might seem um, a bit obvious um, and kind of common sense, but the reason I'm bringing it up again as the first point is because even though we tend to know some of these things, time and time again, we still fall into the same trap. Um, and again, I'm including myself here. I've set long-term goals for, let's say, the back squat. Um, and the long-term goal is completely realistic, but looking back, I set completely unrealistic short-term goals in terms of how I was gonna get there. And then when you don't hit those short-term goals and you um, fail at the first step, it can be really demotivating. Point number two, um, spend the majority of your time getting really good at the basics. So to put this into perspective, 
Many of you listening to this will probably be an adult, um, likely with some sort of sporting or fitness background, but nothing specific to bodyweight training. Uh, with that in mind, um, what are some of the considerations? So your mobility is likely lacking. Your joints, particularly your upper body joints, your wrists, your elbows, your shoulders, are not sufficiently conditioned and prepped to deal with the stress of bodyweight training. You might already be strong, um, but your bodyweight relative strength could be lagging behind. So you might be really strong with a barbell, um, but when it comes to bodyweight exercises like the pull-up, dip, muscle-up, whatever it is, that could be lagging behind a bit. Um, and your core strength and stability may not be where it needs to be, um, or perhaps it's there in some ways, but it's not transferable to the specific demands of bodyweight training. So if I take myself as an example, I've got good core uh, strength and stability for gymnastics, but that doesn't necessarily mean it will be good for other sports. Um, it's very sport specific. Okay, so hopefully that sets the scene in terms of why it's um, important um, and why it's important to build that solid foundation. Um, otherwise, it's very, very difficult to progress. Um, I appreciate you're probably thinking, well, that's all very well, but how do I actually develop those things that you've just spoken about? Um, and that is a much bigger topic in itself, so I can delve into that into detail another time. But just to give you some something now that you can take away and get some value out of this, I hope. Um, my biggest recommendation is to develop awareness, um, strength and sometimes stability in each of the key fundamental positions that are required in gymnastics. So some of them are more common positions, um, you know, like the hollow and arch, which you've probably heard of before, but there's also uh, a bunch of key positions on the rings, for example. So the ring support hold, chest to ring hold, bottom of the dip. Um, you know, they're all important positions that you need to build volume and condition, um, and it doesn't need to be fancy. You just need to get really good at it to build a good base. Three, your training needs to be progressive, um, but don't try and progress too fast. Um, so that might sound a little counterintuitive, so let me explain that. Um, generally speaking, we want to be progressing every week. I'm sure you're fairly familiar with the basic principle of progressive overload. Um, and there's many different ways to do that in bodyweight training. But particularly for beginners, you shouldn't be focused so much on increasing intensity or even skill difficulty, but more so on gradually accumulating uh, more and more volume. Um, Unfortunately, it's not quite as simple as adding a rep each week. You know, if you could add one rep to your, your set of pull-ups each week, then you'd go from zero to 30 pull-ups in 30 weeks, which of course, uh, unless you're somewhat superhuman, which I'm, I'm guessing you're not, but what do I know? Um, it, it's quite unlikely. Um, so typically the best way for beginners to progress is by adjusting the tempo. So for example, uh, slowing down the eccentric phase, which is the lowering phase of a pull-up, um, or adding a pause, so you might pause with a chin over the bar at the top. Um, and that will help you gradually build, uh, gradually bridge the gap between adding another rep. Okay? Um, the final point I'll reiterate is don't try to progress too fast um, and don't sacrifice form just to get another rep. Right? This is about adaptation. Um, you want to get to the point where a session goes from feeling challenging to fairly easy. Um, because it kind of sets a baseline and it gives you confidence. You know that's you know you can always fall back onto that baseline um, once you've got it. So if a session feels really tough, um, sometimes it's simply better just to repeat the previous session um, and focus on progressing more subtly by improving your form. Um, if you if you remove that little kip that you do at the end of your set of strict pull-ups, then although it might be more of a subtle progression, it's still progression. Okay, and gymnastics does take time, unfortunately. Point number four and the final point we'll discuss today is consistency. You need consistency. Um, there's no point doing a two hour session if your joints can't hack it and you then need the remainder of the week um, to rest. 
it would be much better to do, let's say, three sessions of 30 minutes per week, um, which is an hour and a half of total volume or time, um, even though you'd be getting less weekly time compared to the one two-hour session. Um, and I think on that note, it's also worth pointing out that your connective tissues um, do take much longer to adapt than muscular tissue does, um, which effectively means you can get strong fairly fast, um, but your joints won't be able to cope. Um, so you need to be careful and you need to really manage volume properly. You know, it's better to start out low um, and gradually build. If you're training consistently, if you're training consistently and working hard, you also need a deload week. So every four to six weeks, um, you reduce the total volume by 50 to 60%. So it doesn't need to be complicated. You know, if you do four sets of five pull-ups one week, the next week for your deload, you do two sets of five. As simple as that. So that's all for today. Um, I really do hope you found this useful. If you do have any topics or just questions that you'd like me to talk about, then please do let me know. 